DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Time to talk with Utah football coach Kyle Whittingham, who we suspect is a little uncomfortable right now. Kyle, how are you? Doing good, guys. How are you? Good. Eight and one. Everybody's saying nice things about your teams. Does that make you uncomfortable? Well, you know, I think it goes both ways. I think it's nice to have our guys recognized for what they've accomplished so far. Uh, which you know we've done some pretty good things so far this season, but but uh, certainly you know there's a lot of football left. Uh, you know we're just you know at the very the beginning of this uh, you know the the push for the end of the season, and so uh, as long as our guys stay grounded, and take things uh, you know in order, then uh, you know we'll see what happens. Well, I know you don't want to hear this, but I've already made my uh, reservations to Santa Clara, and I won't have you comment on that. <laughs> yeah, I don't I want to hear that. <laughs> You're right. I don't want to hear that. Exactly. But I will say, you know, I've been around your team now on a fairly close basis for a number of years, and the amount of uh, senior leadership that you have, and maybe even some uh, a couple of younger guys, a guy like Jalen Johnson, who's only a junior, although he's openly speaking about wanting to go to the NFL this season. But anyway, it seems like any form of letdown won't happen because of the leadership. And I can argue, too, that actually the intensity will increase because the finish line is there and everybody can see it. Well, I concur with your assessment. I mean, we've got a lot of leadership on this football team, and, and the senior class is outstanding. It's a, it's a very similar to last year's senior class, but about double in size. You know, we only had like eight right. or nine uh, scholarship seniors last year. We've got, uh, you know, about double that this year. And so, uh, it's a team that uh, is focused. Uh, they they know how to practice and, and watch film and do all the things you need to do Monday through Friday to to get ready for a game. And, and you're right. You know, they're starting to be. Uh, you know, things are starting to come into to uh, focus a little bit, uh, you know, as, as the season wears on, and, and what what the possibilities are. But uh, what you got to do, and again, is just focus on getting, you know, being one and zero, you know, each particular week, and and uh, that's got to be your mindset. Otherwise, bad things usually happen. So, how much are you getting ahead on UCLA? How much you've watched Joshua Kelly run the ball? Because it seems like he's got almost, not quite, but almost 500 yards in the last three games. They've won them all, and it seems like that's driving everything for them right now. Well, that and the quarterback. I mean, the quarterback's very athletic, and, and uh, you know, many of the big plays that they uh, get are from him extending the play, either moving around the pocket and finding someone downfield, or just running the football. He's a he's a tremendous athlete. But you're right, the running game has has been uh, potent for him as well. And they're on a roll. I mean, they've won three in a row and feeling confident. And there's there's uh, you know they they control their own destiny, and that's uh, you know something I'm sure they're harping on. And and uh, you know we're going to get their best shot. There's no doubt about it. You spoke on Monday that the time off will give Tyler Huntley an opportunity to get a 100% healed. If it changes any of the way he plays or the way he has played, I don't want him to be 100%. I want him to play exactly (laughs) the way he's played. So do you think that this injury or rehabilitation and recovering will change anything? Because obviously he's been playing brilliantly. He's been playing well. And and, uh, credit to Andy Ludwig for tailoring things to uh, his, you know, his... uh, I guess you could say limitations the last few weeks because he hasn't been uh, able to do everything that he was doing earlier in the season as far as moving the pocket around and, and the play action pass game and the things that uh, you know he did very well early on. But uh, we're hoping that we can get back to you know being able to have the full offense at his disposal and not uh, worry about uh, you know creating things where where uh, you know we keep him uh, not moving like uh, like he was earlier in the year. If that makes sense. 
I don't know if you can answer this, but you're the boss making the big money, so I certainly hope you can. <laughs> but I really don't know if you can. This, I think, is the best group of receivers you've had since the Sugar Bowl team. I think the progress they made is obvious, and I don't know why you never had another group make this kind of progress. It's not as if you're sitting on you know one or two elite talent NFL guys who are driving it. Everybody's getting better, and everybody's making plays when it's their turn and they have the opportunity. Why is it clicking now with this group and not with previous groups? Well, I think, first of all, they may be the most talented group overall from top to bottom since uh, the Sugar Bowl and, and very, very uh, – you know, on par with that group, and and uh, you know, you're right. There's no one go-to guy. We just have a bunch of unselfish guys that are that are playing hard, and they, they do have talent. I don't want to paint the picture that there's not a, you know, it's not a talented group because they are. But but uh, you know, Demar Simpkins has done a great job of being the leader of that group and instilling uh, that uh, you know that unselfish attitude because he's one of the most unselfish players we've ever had here and and uh, it would be very easy for for guys to get a little bit uh, you know antsy and and, and wanting to, uh, you know to be featured a little bit more but all they want to do is win they're willing to block downfield they're willing to do whatever it takes to to uh, help the football team and and, uh, and a credit to coach holiday as well uh, guy holiday their coach has, has uh, definitely been a uh, you know instrumental in in shaping that group and and uh, their mentality and how they go about their business so you've been at utah what 25 plus years or whatever it is and 25 obviously years yeah head coach for what 15 of those years and all all during that time you've had a number of just outstanding defensive backs and I want to argue that Jalen Johnson is the best of them, and I also want to argue that he's going to be an outstanding pro. Debate me if well, you may. I agree, he's going to be an outstanding pro. I, I, I think that's uh, you know his his style and his his uh, skill set, his size. I mean, he's got the whole the whole package uh, for what they're looking for at the next level in that position. Uh, he has been outstanding for us ever since he got on campus. You know, he's uh, been a starter since uh, since day one. Uh, had a, you know a few minor injury setbacks, but but uh, you know he's playing excellent football for us right now. And I'd you know he, it's a bold statement to say he's the best ever here because you know Eric Weddle's in that mix as well. And, and so uh, you know we'll see. I think you know there's maybe a little bit early to to make a final assessment, but but he has been a, a huge asset for Coach Scali and the, and the defensive coaches because when you can essentially take away you know, half the field or, or a certain guy uh, because of his presence, that uh, allows you to do a lot of good things with the other guys uh, defensively. So PK and I are at most of your Monday press conferences, uh, and you had one that ended with a question I kind of wanted to follow up on. Uh, was asked about your, you know, the stat you find most important. And, of course, you went to turnovers. And in some of these press conferences, you've talked about the stats, and you were really drilling down into analytic stuff and stuff that people don't follow. But you were rattling it off off the top of your head. So when you get beyond the final score and beyond the turnovers, what are a couple of things you really focus on that determine winning and losing? Because, you know, there's some hardcore youth fans out there who'd like to follow along right with you watching that kind of stuff. Well, there's a, there's a lot of things, and I don't know if you can, you know, in, in a particular week, some other things may be important than than uh, 
than some of the other stats and vice versa the next week. I think it, 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 your opponent that you're facing has uh, something to do with that and what they do well and trying to take that away from them. And So there's more variables than just uh, cut and dried a list of 1 through 10 or whatever. But, but some of the, the more important stats, uh, certainly, um, you know, running the football. If you can if you can run the football effectively, I mean, you look at the you know the top offenses in the country, Oklahoma and Oklahoma State and and uh, Ohio State. I mean, they run the football exceptionally well, 250 a game or, or thereabouts. And so, to me, that's always a critical status. If you can run the football and then conversely defend the run on defense, that's uh, you know I don't think that'll ever change. And there are some weeks where it's an exception. I mean, you play Washington State, then the run game is is really not not a factor. You know, for your defense, you've got to stop you know the throw game. But but that's always uh, something that uh, is critical red zone defense and red zone offense you know making sure you finish drives and and uh, have a, the percentage that you need uh, and we shoot for 70 percent touchdown success in the red zone offensively and if we can hold the opponents to 50 percent or less then that's uh, we feel like we're doing uh, good things you know in that regard um, pass efficiency defense is important it's not total yards that you give up it's it's you know when they do throw the ball is what's happening because if someone throws the ball 50 times a game they're certainly going to have more yards than someone that maybe throws at 20 or 25 but but not necessarily uh more efficiently and and more productively and and that spills over to our offense as well we're not throwing for a ton of yards but our efficiency uh throwing the football is as good as there is in the league and so there's uh, and there's probably four or five other stats that that uh you know time of possession can be a factor because you, you know you're keeping your defense off the field and i think we're still playing you know, maybe the fewest snaps, certainly in the Pac-12, but one of the fewest snaps in the country as far as uh, snaps for game on defense, which keeps your guys fresh. I mean, you, you keep them fresh. You know, we've played, what, nine games, but they probably only have the wear and tear of uh, maybe six games. So it's that uh, starts to manifest as well towards the, towards the end of the season. Whether through transfer or recruiting, how many scholarship quarterbacks do you anticipate having next season? Well, four or five is, is typically the number, four or five, and that's most, you know, most teams operate on that same premise as far as how many they uh, devote to that position. Now, the quarterback position this day and age, there's so much movement at that particular position. In general, there's a lot of movement with transfer, but, but uh, the quarterback position seems to have more uh, movement than, than any other position as far as you know the the number of guys that uh, you have scholarships a lot of two and the number of guys that that decide to go elsewhere and so uh you know i don't know if there's a school in the country the very few that have uh, five scholarship quarterbacks uh in their program and most you know a lot of them only have two because guys leave at the last minute and there's nothing you can do about it so so ideally we would always you know in a perfect world always like to have four or five scholarship quarterbacks in the program uh, and uh you know it's hard to stay at that number because like i said it's a position where it just seems to have a tendency for guys to uh to move on more so than other spots well you got a really good team that's playing really well and uh, if that makes you uncomfortable i guess you fans hope that you know you're a little uncomfortable <laughs> with all the praise that is sure to cascade your way if you keep doing this well, we just got to keep going about our business. That's that's the bottom line. I think, like I said, I think we got the mentality with these players to do that. So we'll see what happens. Kyle, thanks for a few minutes. We appreciate it. Okay, guys, take care. Have a good day.